You need to face reality. What do you mean, reality? Do you have any idea what it's like knowing my real brother and mother spend every day of their lives looking for me? Huh? How every day my real brother screams my name. Can you imagine the pain they must be in not knowing where I am? Huh? 25 years, Luce. 25! Why didn't you tell me that was happening for you? We swung about in our privileged lives. It makes me sick. I have to find home. They need to know I'm okay. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 108. Wow. And my name is Scott. My name is Jared. My name is Michael. My name is Graham. Hey, hey Graham. Graham. Welcome. Nice on? to be here. Thanks, guys. We, you're in the jungle now. Does it? Are you okay? Are you lost? It's a little sweaty. Oh, man. I think I'm in the jungle. Yeah, that thing is dying. The There's pl- literally leaves the brushing <laughs> against you. The, the plant behind Mike is currently on its way out. It's embracing of, me. It's trying uh, to steal my essence. On its way out of its pot. It's I, from... <laughs> Area X. I don't know what to do with it. Area X is, le- is creeping out of the novel and into your world, and this plant is part of it. I can't even keep a IKEA planet. Planet? <laughs> <laughs> that would be hard. I can't. A twenty dollar IKEA plant can't even keep it alive, dude. Did you water it? Swedish. I, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, on today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching, as well as the week in film news before our featured review of Get Out. You get out. Get out. Get out. Thank you. Get out, my man. I'm not going to sound like a Canadian right now. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. From get out. Jesus Christ. From director Jordan Peele. Uh, Debut. You slice off Key and Peele just in, right in half. Yeah, I think they're trying to make names for themselves. Yeah, individually. Uh, I believe he might have done so. He might have done so. We'll see. I think uh, he did. You can subscribe to all of our episodes on Stitcher, Google Play. All over. And iTunes. iTunes especially. iTunes. What are you going to do when you go to iTunes? Well, there's a couple things. It's a five-star review right off the top, though. Yes. That goes without saying. And but then what for, else? For every five-star review, we'll sing Creed at the start of each no. episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but we're, we're, we're asking for five-star reviews. We're asking you to leave us a recipe in the old review box. In the little box there. You wanted bread. Whatever. So weak. So boring. You wanted lasagna again? We can't do that. No, can't. I mean, so what is it? Um, we're guys. I, I don't know where. Graham, what about what about like unusual animal meat? Venison is like that unusual? Anything that's, that's, that's not that's, that's a little unusual. Buffalo or not snake, beef, pork, chicken. <laughs> right. I'm right. thinking rattlesnake, crocodile. I don't know any recipes for those kind of. Yeah, I animals. wouldn't know what to do if you gave me crocodile. Not at all. So we're asking for recipes for stuff that we wouldn't actually want to eat? Or no, like, well, well we'd want to eat it, it but if a hunter gave to. me some yeah. elk, I would not know how to prepare it. Just make a steak. Barbecue it up. Okay. Like, provider, I'm looking in your direction but I think here. that's what we're talking about right now. Like, the most obscure meat that the, the <laughs> provider can obtain. Legal. Legal <laughs> meat. Or Legal. otherwise. Tell us your, your crazy meat recipes on iTunes, along with that five-star review. We'd appreciate it. We'd also appreciate if you visited if you visited verticalviewing.com and then clicked on a little yellow there, there, donate button. There is a donate button over there. Uh, it will accept Dogecoin. It will accept PayPal. Uh, 
you can help us keep the lights on. You can help us offset the cost of seeing movies putting on the show, uh, slicing off a piece of that internet pie. Delicious Cram- citrus internet. Cramming it in your ear. And then you actually can help us pay for the cleanup costs <laughs> in, involved in that process. Uh, and usually it involves us like sticking a dog close to your ear and just... They, it, they sniff a little bit. It's really and- cute. Yeah, it's good. Uh, verticalviewing.com. <laughs> That's where we went with that. Yeah, we appreciate everything you can do to help us <laughs> yes, out, listeners. Thank you. Very Click much. on that, that PayPal button. We appreciate it. Uh, you can also email us. It is verticalviewing at gmail.com. Your thoughts and recommendations. Uh, your questions and comments. You can go to Twitter at verticalviewing, at verticalviewingpodcast on Instagram. Things are getting tight. Things are getting right over there. If you want to see videos of us drinking blue drinking 40s gatorade and we still need to do that videos we still need to do that there there, there is when the weather gets nice yeah. mm. we're, we're gonna be drinking some antifreeze out on the streets we don't recommend it don't try <laughs> well, that at we're home. gonna pull some legs uh, don't try that at home unless you've replaced it with blue gatorade yeah we're gonna we're gonna trick some folks. even then don't try it at home <laughs> yeah we still can't ever recommend no. that never we'll uh, see what happens you can follow me on Ladderboxed, Scott Wilson with two L's. Mike, you said you'd join me on there. It's really lonely. I'll get there eventually. Come on, man. I mean, it, it's an easy way for you to keep track of what you've watched, to be honest, if, if you ever That's are true. in need to set things on a watch list. There's a world outside of Netflix, everybody. Don't just say, I'll add it to my Netflix watch yeah, list. But can I chill fuck that. outside of Netflix or I not? Know. I don't know. This sounds like homework to me, and I don't want any more homework. So <sighs> It's not homework. Until they're a sponsor, <laughs> I'm not uh, <laughs> likely to join you in, in Letterboxd World. It's amazing. It's if, if, if you, I don't if, doubt it. If you're on IMDb, it. you're an idiot at this point. So, yeah, that, that's, 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 how, that's how we roll, or at least I do. Uh the show must go on, though. Graham, yes. you're here for the first time. Is there any cool stuff that you've watched recently? What's going on? Well, I don't know if I'm the first person you should ask, because I haven't had much to see the last little while. I've been pretty busy, but uh, I'm going to go back a ways. I guess they released, or they, they talked about releasing, a uh, disc set for Deep Space Nine. Anyone see that? Oh, man. You guys, you guys Trekkies, or... Okay, so here? I know they did the Blu-ray releases for... Um, to the next generation. I think two of them can't... I think Voyager and DS9 can't get Blu-ray. Oh, some distribution stuff? No, it's apparently they did so much CGI, it doesn't transfer very well. It just doesn't oh. look very good. Wow. Next Gen did a lot of uh, well, practical effects. That, that's what they did for the Blu-ray releases. They did a, they redid a, a bunch remastery? of... Remastery? Well, they actually redid some of the effects because they were in standard def. So they actually had to kind of George Lucas that shit. Basically, apparently, yeah. <laughs> So I haven't seen a whole lot of them, but I have been watching some old clips. I guess the other thing is they, they talked about a, a fan-made or a, a sort of money raised for a sequel, like a, an eighth season. It's not going to be a real eighth season. For Deep Space Nine? Yeah, believe it or not. It's uh, one, I forget, someone, one of the Trek guys, Like he's like, well, what would happen if there was a season eight? And they're not actually going to make it, but they're going to like write it, I think, and like say this would have happened. Cool. I, don't know, I don't know if Paramount's down with it, but I, I no. guess it's, it's okay. Like, Didn't the, that other thing get sued? Isn't there like the Axinar or something? The fan film? Yeah. Didn't they let that go ahead, though? I don't fucking know. I think it did go ahead. 
it seems like you don't want to screw around with Paramount, man. I, if I recall correctly, though, I think this, they're okay with this. And they mm-hmm. got like they tracked down most of the cast and most of the the writers, and they're going to interview them. That's and, pretty cool. Except for Avery Brooks, apparently you can't find. He's off the grid. So so I hear weird. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know he went into wormhole, right? So maybe he's still there. That <laughs> I remember that show coming out, and then they're pulling these weird fucking slugs out of people, and I got really weirded out and turned it off. Oh right, like the, a particular the episode. Dax. The, uh, the premiere, they're pulling weird slugs out Are of people. talking about the trill? Or? I, yeah, I'm talking about the trill right, for right. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I remember watching that show on TV, loving it. I, I what was the guy's them? name at the bar? Uh, Quark. Quark. The Ferengi. Yeah, 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 exactly. Always stirring the pot. Goddamn Ferengi. But were they sort of a stand-in for, like, Jewish people or something? <laughs> oh, I don't think so. I I mean, maybe you can read that into it if you. I don't know. If you're a racist, I know <laughs> it just seemed like they were very like they were a caricature of something. It seemed to me because of the sharp teeth. Like I don't know where you. Where, <laughs> where, where'd you get that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know those people with the big ears and the sharp teeth. You know, um, this is rapidly becoming uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, Mike, what do you have? Uh, well, I watched The Prestige the other day. Why? Um, <laughs> I hadn't seen it in a long time. My girlfriend hadn't seen it at all. Uh, so I wanted to watch the better of the two magic movies that came out in, what was it, 2004 mm-hmm. or whatever? 2006. 2006. Yeah, The Illusionist is not good. No. No, it is not. I'm surprised. There are a lot of people that say it's very good, and I don't understand what, like where they're coming from because I watched that in the theater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember sitting in the theater and going, what? Leaving and saying, man, that film thought it was a lot smarter than it actually was. Which is frustrating. But The Prestige, you know, another Christopher Nolan movie. It's a Christopher Nolan movie. It feels a lot smarter than it actually is. Yeah. Uh, but great performances, uh, especially from good old Nikola Tesla. That's good, crazy, David eh? Bowie. Isn't that nuts? That I think... It's awesome. I think David my Bowie favorite played part, Nikola Tesla. I know, right? Yeah, and it's so good. I think one of my favorite parts of this film has nothing to do with the rivalry, like the central story, the rivalry between the two magicians. It, it's the whole Tesla part where David Bowie shows up and he's very low key. Like it's he's a good performance, actually. He he does a great job, and uh, if you didn't know what David Bowie looked like with his heterochromic eyes. You would you might not recognize him right away because it's not. It's such a bizarre a, thing a role that you he, would think he would yeah, be in. It's so weird, and it seems like uh, out of some almost Assassin's Creed kind of thing. It, it's very sort of alternate history where you know you take this. It's not quite steampunk, but it feels like they're really pushing like, it. Sci- like, yeah. Well, it's not even alternate history. I guess they're taking his real inventions. What's yeah, his, like what? Uh, what would you call it though? It's not steampunk. It's not any. But it's like electropunk, Tesla punk. Yeah, it's te- <laughs> Tesla punk. You just coined Tesla punk. Um, yeah. So my favorite part of the film was when he was in Colorado Springs and all of the the Tesla stuff, just showing the light bulbs that were being yes. lit up as they were in the ground, not attached to anything. That's my favorite visual. It, oh, it looks so cool. Uh, what, what is the? I don't understand why wireless I, electricity, man. That's Tesla's. You just thing. stick them in the ground, eh? Well, well yeah. he can transmit electricity. Tesla came up yeah, with all listen, sorts yeah. of things that would make today's world amazing, but <clears throat> what they show in the film, Thomas Edison's smear campaign and how he was taking down Tesla, like it was fluid karma. It was a great, uh, a great little snapshot. Again, not really anything to do with the story, but a great snapshot of how 
once again, greedy, greedy America or greedy, wealthy men and corporations stop the like the betterment of society because he they were building a tower that would give all of us free power and then they stopped building it because the guys that yeah. were building it realized they couldn't charge tower of power for the power <laughs> they're like how do we make money off this oh we can't well screw this we're not gonna do it yeah yeah that's a crazy you should watch the drunk history about tesla yeah. and uh, edison Who does that one i believe it's crispin glover oh, nice. no way <laughs> yeah oh that'd oh, be amazing I gotta watch it so anyway the prestige is an entertaining movie i hadn't seen it in forever it uh, it's one of christopher nolan's best it, it still holds up so that's great and it has a radiohead track at the very end and it's a it's a role where michael Caine isn't phoning it in so i enjoy that he's actually uh doing a little bit of of lifting Worked. with his acting is he really in that a one? little bit a little bit as much as much as Alfred is, is he like Christopher Nolan's Godfather or something like that? <laughs> Maybe he owes him some money. I don't, yeah, it's weird. Maybe uh, know, they might just be great drinking buddies or something. And he lost a bet to him early in his career. It's like it's, a, it's secretly his dad or something. Yeah. Uh, so I watched that, and then I also started watching "Don't Trust the Bee" in Apartment Twenty Three. Brutal. So <laughs> this was a sitcom that was on for two seasons and canceled. But oh my god, is it funny? No way. Don't trust the B? Yeah, it's Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23, but oh, it's like say it. it's edited. So it stars Kristen Ritter or Jessica Jones. Oh wow. Right. And she plays this larger than life character who is just kind of a terrible person. A bitch. And she's hilarious. But the star of this show is James Vanderbeek. Really? He plays James Vanderbeek. So it's like this characterized version of himself, like the legitimately just James Vanderbeek in this in this show, doing ridiculous stuff like his rivalry with Dean Kane for Dancing with the Stars and crap like that. What? It's it's really funny. Interesting. <laughs> so it's kind of like an extras sort of like inside look at well Hollywood not, type thing. Well, just James Vanderbeek because Kristen, yeah, yeah, Kristen Ritter's character is. Like good friends with James Vanderbeek, they live in New York, so he just comes over. So and is they Kristen hang Ritter out. herself? Is she no, also? Okay. No, she. No. She sounds dumb. It's uh, so does Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it. it's ridiculous, but but I laugh a lot simply because of how like he, he's such a great sport. My respect for that dude, which wasn't a lot to begin with, honestly. <laughs> went up Dawson's quite Creek. a bit yeah went up quite a bit because they play on dawson's creek a lot too uh and he uses that to his advantage quite a bit uh, yeah. varsity so, blues does he have much else now no no well in one of the first episodes he's on the phone with Kristen ritter and he's got this random girl over and she just walks out covered in whipped cream mm. a la varsity, varsity blues. blues and they get it and the look on his face he's just like <sighs> like he's seen this a thousand times so if it's not a bad thing to have on. Maybe maybe while you're doing something else. No, that's else, okay. I, I feel like James Vanderbeek's been like f- playing with his image in a fun way ever since like Jay and Silent Bob strike back. I, I think. Yeah, that, that's true. That's I, true. I do enjoy a, an actor who can get into some self-deprecating humor. You with if you were fucking Dawson Leary or whatever, you, you got, gotta yeah, yeah, you gotta be able to make fun of yourself. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying about this is it, it's an interesting little nugget that went under the radar that's pretty entertaining i i, I want to point out the linguistic error here that if you if you pronounce if you if the show is called don't trust the bitch in apartment 23 then that doesn't make sense doesn't rhyme. stupid apartment 23 but, but you have to <laughs> censor it in order for the 
the title to make sense. Yeah. Oh, those Hollywood people. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, other than that, I've just been playing a shit ton of For Honor, so... You love it. It's a great game. Except the network issues. Ubisoft, figure out your network and matchmaking shit, because... Yeah, I heard that's an issue. It's really bad right now. <clears throat> yeah, I heard that Every, sucks. like, third or fourth match that I'm in, I get kicked out. Um, anytime someone leaves a match the game freezes for a second and says resynchronizing because it's not a dedicated server. It's peer to peer connections for the matchmaking. And so it stops, goes back a second. <laughs> that's and then you go again, if, especially if it's multiplayer. Yeah. Give me a break. So when you're in a match with eight people playing paper, rock, scissors, almost every match, they only last like 10 minutes. I don't know oh, why people man. feel the need this to sucks. in rocket this league. Is, that would be unacceptable. See, I was about to say the only game that I ever have time for now is rocket league. And I'll turn it on and play for like two matches. And that's Cause they have dedicated servers, but, which is great. When, but if I'm playing a game and I get put into a, a server and my, or a, a game that has lag, like somebody's lag is so hard that the ball is like skipping about. I just turn the shit off. Yeah, someone yeah. shits all like over the whole PlayStation arena. Off. I don't. I I don't have time for that nonsense. Yeah, see, but it's not like For Honor's a, a really fast reactionary combat system or anything like Fair that. Enough. So you know, you have to, a little bit. <laughs> There's a great game here. They just need to fix their shit. I bought that one. <laughs> Red, what do you got here? Um, <clears throat> well, I. I you didn't got, actually get through anything this you, week. It's you been got too busy, but I started I tr- started something that has piqued my interest and I hope to get back to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that is uh I don't feel comfortable I on, don't I don't feel at home in I this, don't feel at home on this planet in this world anymore. Oh, in this yeah, world that thing anymore? just came out. So this thing won the grand jury prize at the Sundance Film Festival. It did? Yes. What? And no this one is a show, isn't it? It's a it's a movie it's with a movie. Elijah Wood, right? Oh, I thought it was... Okay, misread this. Watched 15 minutes of what I thought was the first episode of a series because it was thrown up on Netflix next to Dirk Gently. Yeah. Um, or Oops. because I had watched Dirk Gently. This thing is supposed to be great. It won the top prize. Okay, so it it started off strong, uh, and I will let you know how the rest of it goes. Okay. I'm but, interested. that The director of this is the du- the main guy from Blue Ruin? Yeah, he's in, he's in it right away, and he, I was he's the director. I uh, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, and his I loved his character. <laughs> uh, I don't okay. want to spoil anything, okay. but um, this woman is the the actress. You may recognize her from her role in um, uh, what's the Charlie Sheen television program? Yeah, she's she's um, oh yeah, that's where she's two and from. a half men, two and a half men. She's the like neighbor who's obsessed the with Charlie neighbor. Oh. Um and the movie begins with well early on her house is broken into and that's about well she's not I'm not much farther than that but uh, <laughs> she's she's at a bar it's fascinating she's, she's at a bar and she's reading a book and it's this fantasy novel Melanie Linsky uh that's is that the Actress or the character, the actress. Yeah. So she's at the bar reading this fantasy novel and it's some obscure title and the blue ruined dude, like who I know as like a neo-Nazi yeah, or as like, ruin and you know, like he plays homeless these, like, guy murderers yeah. and just <laughs> brutal people. Right. And he walks up and he's like, Oh, the thrones of whatever. And you're like, Oh, he knows. And she's happy that he recognizes the book <laughs> and they have this long conversation. Okay. And then right before he walks away, he's like socially awkward, I guess. And right before he walks away, he just like blurts out what's obviously this huge spoiler to the novel. And she's just like, 
Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, nice to meet you, and walks away. And it's like, that was a total different character. But uh, I guess I, I'm really curious about okay. more now. No, I'm, I'm glad that someone cracked that one open. Cause it came out on Friday, right? Yeah. yeah I like put I, it on my list and didn't get I, a chance. It's basically like I've, I opened the jar. I just like, took a sniff. You know the mason jar, how you have to undo the ring oh, and yeah. then peel the top yeah. off? Yeah, yeah. I Fun. just took the ring off. Well, you got you to gotta taste. You I know what it sniff. tastes like. I just got a whiff. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The okay. briefest finger tip. Uh, um, yeah. Like a Nutella jar. Ooh. Right? Okay. A little hazelnut. Nutella or Nutella? Nutella. I always thought it was Nutella. Nutella. Hazelnutella? Hazelnuts? Nut- Damn it. <laughs> vertical, Nutella. Vertical viewing at gmail.com. Yeah, exactly. We need it. How is it pronounced? Yeah. Leave it Nutella. in the comments below. Nut or newt. It's not new, is it? Yeah. It's like new it, new metal. It's probably not you know? new, new there's Nutella. There's <laughs> yeah, there's it's like Nutella. Limp Bizkit <laughs> pronounces it Nutella. It's probably not. Do you have a little pronoun like can you No, no, I just got some Oscar news and I'll I'll save that for the break. Okay. Yeah. We're well, we're, we're going to check it out. The Oscars are running at this point. We are recording during over. uh I watched a couple things. What did you watch, Scott? Oh, so you two... watched some good things. Well, okay. I played a video game. I've already played this game. Played it more? But I played it more. What did you play it's more called of? called Dying Light. Ooh. Mm. You guys know Dying Light? Tell me a little bit. Can you s- give me a brief synopsis of what this game is? Olympics. Yeah. Mi- Middle Eastern country. Oh, danger. Zombie outbreak. Unexpected. Parkour. Um, cool. Because, yeah. <laughs> because you don't want to run around on the ground. So you're, you're, you, you just gave me so much awesome, like zombies <laughs> in the desert and I get to do parkour. It's actually really cool. Sweet. So you, you're, you're running. Did you ever play Mirror's Edge? No. Well, I watched some. Okay. It, it looked awesome. It, it, it's, it's Mirror's Edge With where like you're sort of shooting around on this you're pulley just, system. Yeah. You're just jumping and running along cool little skinny. You're doing crazy parkour. Lad, up ladders, all sorts of shit. Uh, you're jumping across zombie infested sort of. Don't fall. Arenas, yeah, it's crazy. If you, it's it's the ultimate zombie. No, but it's the ultimate. Um, the floor is lava simulator twenty. Except the floor, uh, the floor is, is zombies. zombies. It, it no, it's it's the floor is lava simulator twenty seventeen. But there's no lava. Well, it's it's sort of when you play that game, don't touch the floor, and you see how far you can get across the map without. Sweet. Do I have like a jetpack or anything cool? No, but you got cool running shoes, and that's all you uh, need. It's you, almost the same. Really, run need, faster, jump higher, Chuck Taylor. You can craft awesome weapons. You know, you can strap some batteries onto a goddamn monkey wrench and electrocute zombies. It's you know, it's real, real, real life. It's real life, basically. <laughs> it's a typical real life. I, it's zombie like, it's like a Wednesday. Batteries to a monkey wrench. It makes sense. <laughs> what I, when you weren't playing this sweet zombie it was fun there, lava right? game, I what watched, else did you do? I, I watched two different things. I watched the Oscar bait film Lion starring yes. Dev Patel. The Google Maps commercial, you called it. it. It really is a commercial for Google Maps. But my sister-in-law was saying this. She said, you know, it could only happen because of Google, but she didn't say it like it was a negative at all. The movie's effective. It feels a lot like a American Tale in India, which you can imagine would be pretty pretty much worse in every way. Uh, <laughs> but not to disparage India. Well, but hold just, on. You, Why? Because it, the, the, you have a billion people <laughs> that you're lost amongst. Oh, you mean it would be worse for Fival in every way? That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah okay. But being being lost in if you're going to be lost in a country, 
India's not yeah, one where you're yeah. like meek and voiceless. Was there part three in Bombay or something? <laughs> yeah, five will goes, to, goes Bombay. to Bombay. <laughs> that sounds cool. <laughs> uh, but okay, so line true story about this little kid. Essentially, the 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 way he gets lost from his family, he gets on a train and falls asleep, uh, and basically has no idea of where. He needs to get off. Well, he he gets where off. He is. Has no idea where he got on and where you know he's in Calcutta. There's right. no idea where he got on because he's five. Yeah, and then you can't find help when you're in a nation where there are literally like yeah. millions of street kids everywhere, and the slums are much worse than the slums in New York yeah. in 1885 when Five was kicking how, it. How does a a, ki- a five year old kid that's lost? It's so crazy. It, I mean, I it has a voice. It has a lot of similarities to Slumdog Millionaire. A lot of obvious ones, right? Where it's showing the <clears throat> the culture of child He's on a quiz show poverty. <laughs> Dev Patel does not do a quiz show in this one. Oh, it's the same actor. Uh, but it's it's beautiful cinematography. A lot of overhead shots, as you would imagine in Google Maps. TM the movie. Uh, you know, they're picking through the garbage dump. It takes place in the eighties. The first forty five minutes, magnificent. Dope as fuck. Perfect. In the feels, or does that come later? The feels come later when you sort of, you know, maybe... Make some connections. connecting with the story, and it, it doesn't play as well as the first 45 minutes, which are almost like... no, There's no, no dialogue, almost, and it's just this this beat-by-beat hmm. beat event, just sort of string of events of him getting lost. Oh, so you... you the beginning of the movie, you the, actually watch the you, boy separated from his it's family. It's amazing. Okay. Unbelievable. Heart-wrenching? It's... Yeah, but it's also really compelling. You're watching, you're just, where is this going? What is happening? Uh, hmm. Wow. Mm. And he's looking for his mom, looking for Gudu, his brother. It's brutal. Yeah. Um, Interesting. But then you cut to this smash cut 20 years later. You got Dev Patel in his sick-ass haircut. He's got some <laughs> some locks, the some flow. F- the flowy mane? At first, I thought, well, that's why get this it? is called Lion. Yeah, get it? <laughs> However, I'm not going to spoil why it is called Lion, because it, it gives it to you in the title cards at the end, and it actually has a really, really emotional... Like, at least it hit me... Is his name Sing? No. Okay. <laughs> it, it it just the reason why the movie's like last called, name I mean because sing, I don't know. the sing like that means, that means no no it, it's um it it's the the title reflects like sort of his the search for his identity and stuff in a really beautiful way um and then you sort of don't know it until the end just like he discovers that you know, sort of his identity uh but yeah like let's Google Earth the shit out of this and solve the mystery I, I it didn't work for me like. When he's sort of putting the things together of tracking back, okay, I was on the train for fucking eight hours, and oh my god, how long was I there? This is crazy. Oh my god, I'm so messed up. And he's calculating back and trying to actually figure out where he was. That didn't work for me because it's all covered in Google logos. <laughs> so it just, the advertising took me out of this. Mm. Look at the power of Google. Look at how. Google so can, I'm gonna love this movie. You love it <laughs> as, as a Google file, as a Google ambassador. Um, it, it it works. Unofficial. Yeah. Um, I'm just waiting for that that it, mail. To me, it just def- deflates maybe the emotional impact a little bit because it leans so heavily on. Like I, I would have preferred if this was just a generic, um, sort of just web search thing. You didn't need to Google this. Well, you know what? I feel like whenever you, whenever I see in movies how they 
pretend like how they avoid using Google, it I always am like that's bullshit and it looks terrible. So I wonder. Well, in I, this I place, kinda, in this case, I found it distracting. It is, was you didn't like. Is this the based opposite. on a true story? It, yeah. it is a yeah, true yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So it, it, that's um, why it ain't, it's sort of like this. Like what pumping, did happen? Let's pump the tires of Google Maps and how amazing it is. And it's true. It is amazing. Like I'm not going to deny the like this. We have our very own spy satellites. <laughs> this technology brought this guy back to his family for real that really happened yeah um but it, i guess it didn't need to be so just look at the power of the co- it, it it ends up coming across as look at what our company can do a little bit um i wonder if that do, was uh part of the demands for having the rights to this story or something like if the guy was so thankful that google helped him find his family he's like no you have to show that this was google I wonder if that was... Yeah. I won't do it without that. Yeah, I mean, you do get a bit of stuff towards the end where it shows the real people and stuff, so it, you know... Do hmm. you uh, do you recommend this film? Like, what do you give it? Yeah, uh, I, score? I gave it three and a half on... Letterboxd. Ooh, Letterboxd. Uh, it, it is Oscar bait stuff, though. Like, it, it is very much Oscar baity. Well, it's a drama, right? An emotional drama. Yeah, and it's really going for the gut punches here, right? It's It's good, but it's very manipulative in in the in the best of ways it's not going for anything like sort of that i feel is unfair it's it's just a very human story so yeah i i almost like i like I, it better I really than, it's way better than slumdog i'm really not interested in this to be honest like people are really excited about it and like i just want to say like it's beautiful the cinematography well, alone I'm dude, the honestly opposite. like I, i've really wanted to see this film so the cinematography alone it, it's very 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 well like you're watching it and you go this is a beautiful okay i want i want to want to see this so here, let me tell you why i don't want to and then try and sell it to me because generally i find this like it's uninspired you're you're taking a story that you sort of you're almost guaranteed to get an emotional response out of, but nothing, I don't know. I want something extraordinary to happen when I watch a movie. It's not just like, like this is something that is too close. I don't know. The movie loses all momentum and and steam once we get to Dev Patel's character. Like it, it totally, that's too bad. It totally changes in not the best way. Nicole Kidman comes in as his step parent, you know, mom and, it just changes vibes from this really perfect little, almost. I, I just wanted to watch this vignette of you know this boy getting lost yeah. in India. I'd rather watch Chappie. So would I. I yeah. need I need one more rewatch of Chappie to get to like five star levels on that one. Like what else is Dev Patel in that He's I would rather watch? The newsroom is really good. Okay, uh, let's do it. What else? <laughs> That's a series though. Yeah, he's not done much, and he's not in Life of Pi. So don't, don't even don't even try. I didn't say that he was in Life of Pi. <laughs> uh, so there's I, one Indian actor. I I watched Sexy Beast. You guys seen classic movie? Yeah. Sexy Beast starring Ben Kingsley. Phenomenal. Sir Ben Kingsley. Sir Ben. Sorry. Yeah. Come on, man. Jesus. When uh, you get that sword on your shoulder, fuck, you're right. You take that shit serious. Uh, so this movie's from 2001. Directed by Jonathan Glazer. You guys haven't seen Sexy Beast? It's on Netflix. Wait, I think I have. So Ray Winstone, Winstone, Winstone. He plays this chubby, overweight, you know, like over sort of worked guy who's gotten out of the crime game, I guess. And so every role he does, yeah. 
It's right. At the beginning of the movie, he's like, the sun is beating down on him. He's wearing this tiny little speed. And he's like, eh, it's hot out here, isn't it? So I'm cooking. You can fry an egg on my stomach. You can fry an egg on my stomach. Yeah, he's just this fat, shitty ass old. And when, the, Spain. when the title card drops, it, like he sort of gets up off of his lawn chair and it's just his ball sack and Speedo right in the camera and just a sexy beast. Uh, yeah, so it's like James Gandolfini kind of thing. Enter Ben Kingsley as Don Logan, his old crime boss, who needs him for one last job. And Ben Kingsley is the greatest actor, possibly, that's currently living. No, yeah, I, was, I, I destroyed that role, yeah. He was pretty inspired in Prince of Persia, so I'll give you that. <laughs> um, it's feel, right up there with that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this might be the best role I've ever seen him in. One of the best roles, period, I'd say. He's amazing. Um it all starts like a big boulder rolls down the hillside right into Ray Winstone's pool, just smashing every. This movie's really weird and trippy. It has almost like a snatch kind of vibe, but a much more a darker, a darker, way more sort of art housey kind of vibe. I've uh, never heard of this, and I want to watch. It's it. amazing, dude. Hmm. Sexy Beast. It's it's ninety minutes long, and it's just this really oh, super tight. It's a really tight story of this guy who's left the crime game, and then his old boss coming in. It sounds so cliche, so overdone, but um, it's different. And exactly, there's a there's a turn. There's a there's a a reversal about two thirds of the way through this. Yeah, that the movie sort of hints at and then skips over, mm. and then your our main character is completely different. It, it, it's really awesome. Uh, Just added it to my list on Netflix. Dude, yeah, sexy beast. I'm gonna check it out. Oh, speaking of sexy, I'm I'm right here. Did anyone <laughs> did anyone else watch Michael Bolton's sexy Valentine special? Did I already talk about that? Please don't. Anyway. <laughs> Valentine's Day was like three episodes ago. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> or two. He just wants to talk about Michael Bolton. Well, it was just a Lonely Island production, so. Oh, was it? Because yeah. I, it was seemed obviously like it was a very tongue in cheek yeah, production, yeah. right? Um, and the last time <laughs> I had seen him do something like that was, um, what's what song is it that he the, did? The Ballad of Jack Sparrow or whatever. Yes, this is the day. <laughs> anyway, I derailed this. <laughs> no, but he also did the uh, the closing number on. Pop star, right? So that's that, true. That's, that's the connection. Mm, yeah. Okay, didn't see that with you guys. Mm. It's not good. <laughs> well, it's not bad. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, that was for for <laughs> okay? Scott. Just did a funny thing uh, with his water, and it made me laugh. Uh, so we, I, unfortunately, I have to transition to some terrible news because Bill Paxton is no longer with us. And this yeah, one that was out of nowhere, guys. This one really hurts. He got taken by apparently uh, some as of yet unannounced surgical complications. I would like imagine what kind of surgery? I would imagine most likely heart surgery. Hasn't been announced. He was only sixty-one. Yeah, it's yeah. really rough. Mm -hmm. I, this one really hurts because he's in a bunch of movies that we love, and and the ones that come out of absolutely nowhere are the crazy ones. You know, like Robin Williams, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Hmm. Yeah, like there's Bill Paxton. There's certain ones. Yeah. Bill Paxton, this guy. He was starring in the Training Day TV series. I know. I'm thinking about that. Really? What yeah. are we, we going to do? Well, I guess that series is done. He's the only actor who has the the gift, really, of being killed by an alien... Predator. A predator. And a Terminator. And a Terminator. Well, technically, Lance Henriksen did two. Wait a minute. Which 
which Predator movie? Oh, in an Alien versus Predator film. Right. But oh, he, that but doesn't count. When he, an AVP, <laughs> that doesn't count. Also, when he was killed, he wasn't he was an android, so I don't know if that counts. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if you can get Yeah, you need to be killed in in a solo film. <laughs> um what but like Paxton is in He's awesome. He's in Twister. Right? Did you see the? Uh, oh man, that movie! The, the the storm chasers in Oklahoma. Yeah, went and signed in on this sort of storm chaser board in in the logo BP hmm. as a tribute. Yeah, which is nice. pretty great. How about uh, that movie? What's it called? Simple Plan. A Simple Plan. Amazing. Not, not, not the band, but yeah, that's yeah, an amazing yeah. movie. With Reese Witherspoon as well. No, no. Simple Plan is the one where they find they find the drug money, right? Yeah, in the airplane. Oh, right, right. I was thinking best laid plans. Uh, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton's in that. Yeah, that's right. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, that that movie, Sam Raimi. Uh, yes, we, yeah. that's a stay tuned. Which one? Simple, Simple Plan. plan. Oh, I be- yeah, I believe yeah. that is a stay tuned. Mm. I'd love to revisit that. I think that's almost twenty years old at this point. It's pretty old, but good. Where did we get stay tuned? When did that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm liking it though. Is that sticking or is no? that a new sure. thing? Why like not? stay tuned as in like like we will be reviewing this perhaps in the future folks let's tease them with a simple plan i immediately think of the 1966 batman movie when you say stay tuned i don't know why wait what the adam west batman <laughs> oh movie. yeah we yeah. should have a list we should and we call it stay tuned <laughs> and we'll just keep track of all these um guys there's a movie to review and i think we all really loved it no? You mean this week's feature? Get out? Oh, this you, one. No, you get out. <laughs> I don't know about that. Get out. Get out. tell you what i got hypnotized last night nigga get the fuck out of here oh yo yo yeah yeah to quit smoking but it's rose's mom's and psychiatrist so bro i don't care if the bitches are yana von zant okay she can't fix my motherfucking life you ain't getting in my head i know she called me off guard right but it's cool because i'm cured it worked bro how you're not scared of this man Look, they could have made you do all types of stupid shit. They'd have you fucking barking like a dog, flying around like you're a fucking pigeon, looking ridiculous, okay? Or, I don't know if you know this, white people love making people sex slaves and shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're not a kinky sex family, dog. Look, Jeffrey Dahmer was eating the shit out of niggas' heads, okay? But that was after he fucked the heads. Do you think they saw that shit coming? Hell no, okay? And thanks for that image right there, man. Hey, man, I ain't making this shit up. I saw on A&E, man. It's real life. Yo, and it's the black people out here, too. It's like all in Mr. Movement. Because <laughs> they probably hypnotized. <laughs> so that was a clip from Get Out. A young African-American man visits his Caucasian girlfriend's mysterious family estate. It's good enough for me. Yeah. A right. bunch of weird stuff <laughs> happens. Very weird. Get Out is written and directed by Jordan Peele. Uh... And it stars 
Daniel Kalua, Allison Williams, Catherine Keener, and Bradley Whitford, who is incredible, mm-hmm. I might add. Uh, and I I met that guy Whitford at playing the the father. The father. Yeah, I met I met that dude in Calgary, and he's a super chill dude. Seems like it. He's uh, a good actor. Yeah, I think he is like slowly building a good like J.K. Simmons is like your that's his end game. Case J.K. Simmons. study. Hey, Bradley yeah. Whitford, take a look at that. What's his final evolution for him? <laughs> Stepping stones. So you're Do saying it. that he didn't peak in Billy Madison? He did not. Oh weird, shit! I forgot he, had, he was in Billy. He had <laughs> weird balls. So good, exactly. I was going. He right had. There. Uh, he was a good performer in the academic decathlon. So, you guys, this is this a horror movie? Is this a comedy movie? This, this is, is the Key and Peele thriller. Is a thriller, thriller yeah. for sure. But this is a Key and Peele take on. It's not, not Key and Peele. He wasn't involved. I yeah, know, I think sure. that he would actually probably get upset if you said uh, Jordan Peele, who is the writer director here. You guys say this is a thriller. Yes. Comedy. Just straight Well, it has jokes. But like any good piece of literature should probably have a couple Mm -hmm. moments of levity. Yes. Comedic elements. Unless we're talking about like a non-fictional retelling of the Holocaust. Maybe not then. It's not got so many guffaws. (gasps) That's that's not what's happening here. No, this is not that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, if you laughed at Schindler's List, there was... uh, (laughs) You're a dick. Fuck you. Um, So, guys, what did you think... Of Get Out. Well, Get Out. Um, no, Get Out. I really like this movie, um, but I'm kind of surprised that it's getting 100% on That's overdoing Rotten it, right? Tomatoes. Well, yeah. once, once again, that just means every critic liked it. It's true. It, it doesn't, doesn't mean, mean they that... like it 100%. Fair enough. Um, it had some... I love that it was original. Like, it, it didn't... Yeah. This, this was definitely a creative take on... Uh, I, I, I haven't seen anything like this. Um, and it had some, I don't know, the, the, the concept of the hypnosis really, uh, immediately attracted me in the way, the same way that another reference to annihilation, um, the way that once you start to recognize that, uh, things in annihilation may not be as the book annihilation. Yeah. In the book annihilation, uh, that, you may they may not be as the narrator believes them to be right so um as soon as you realize there's hypnosis in this you're like oh all bets are off things could be totally crazy you could be imagining everything there could be triggers implanted who knows what's going to happen um and the pacing was really really good i never got bored i never uh was waiting for the next thing i was always sort of on the edge of my seat i really enjoyed it mike I really enjoyed this film too. I thought for his directorial debut, uh, Jordan strong, Peele eh? had a really strong showing here. Damn, because it's paced really well. Uh, I enjoyed the acting, the action, everything in this was good. There was a lot of, there were a lot more jump scares than I thought there were going to be, uh, and there was a bunch of younger women around me who reminded me of that every time one of them came around with a high-pitched shrill, mm. which maybe added to the effectiveness mm-hmm. of this because I was not expecting someone right beside me to be screaming it's like holy shit um but what i liked most about this film was the commentary that was running through all of it yeah. and, and and the perspective of uh, our african american main character chris just being uncomfortable around all these white people that have the ignorant racism going on being like no no we're okay but then 
acting making stupid. It, acting stupid, making it very clear that they are in a way racist. Well, like they're, it, they're not familiar. Like they don't know what to do. They, yeah, they don't know what to do. But also how as if they have to do anything. <laughs> exactly. Just talk to him like he's a dude, man. Like you don't have My to. My man. Com- yeah, you don't have to comment <laughs> on race every time, and it, so that's very interesting. And it's like becomes reverse racism, right? Where you're, yeah, co- you're complimenting things. You're overcompensating. And, yeah. yeah, you're saying genetic you know, oh, makeup. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you you're genetically inclined to be a, a what a well, basketball it, player? It, exa- are you a football? What are you? you exactly. Know? So it's it's nice to sh- see that in a film, um, because that's a big big problem right now with say racial relations let's call it um where people do overcompensate and they make it awkward and it's it doesn't really help you're still not viewing them as an equal you're still viewing them as an other and trying to mm-hmm. you're uncomfortable with that but you're trying to show them that you're not just how comfortable you yeah. are in fact so this does that very well and bringing that to the forefront that i think maybe you know some white audience members would never have thought of before but it's also a great commentary on black culture appropriation because all of these rich white people want what the African-American people have. They want the genetic makeup. They want... The, we can say black, right? Yeah, we can say black. So all the white people <laughs> want what the black people have because it's in fashion now, right? Like the culture is at the forefront of everything. Oh, when that one guy says like... Black is in fashion. Black, yeah. j- Everybody j- wants for the to, past everyone co- in the theater wants to punch that guy in the face. <laughs> for the, for the <laughs> past couple hundred years, white's been or pale skin's been all the rage, but now it's blacks in fashion. <laughs> it's like backwards. It, literally everyone what? is just like and actually oh, looks like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he's a caricature. So I, I love that all of this is in the film and you can take it at face value, but it's also commenting just on like cur- the current American climate as a whole. So I think it does that very well. That's why I really like this well, film because it's doing so much more. It was relevant in that, yeah. like we're in that uh, Trayvon Martin, yeah, post Trayvon Martin, <clears throat> exactly. Yep. Uh, that's that's why I asked you guys what genre of movie this really is because to me, briefly, I will just say this is a, a satire of you know, or, or 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 you know, a very very dry comedic look at being a black man in America right now that is dressed like a horror movie and and the fact that it is cre- you know dressed as a horror movie adds another element of humor to it i think where it's, you know it's interesting in that it's a strange mix of like the black man is unsafe and yet the white man wants to be the black man yeah yeah it's it's really twisted yeah. uh graham what did you think of this movie yeah i thought i thought it was brilliant and i'm i'm glad i was invited to do this uh this as the first one cuz i you know it's because you're black yeah cuz i am black you can't tell but i actually am uh no we give you a good one to talk about i came in on i came in on turbo kid which is another <laughs> well, one to talk about that would be good but i i think it's easier when you're into the movie or or, or you hate the movie i suppose but um I, yeah i thought it was subversive the social commentary was was like just everywhere in it every scene had like something interesting to it um beyond the narrative side of it um the the way it turns everything on its head so you know the 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 friendly white people that are kind of implied to be villainous um are are not you know southern rednecks they're like upstate new york wealthy democrats you know and the the guy kept saying how he'd vote for obama a third time if he could and he (laughs) he tries to be accommodating to the black character and, and you know very awkwardly but at least he's not hateful or, or, or whatever and that's very easy to make southern sheriff type 
bad guys, right? You, you know, the the Hicks will be the will be the the monsters or whatever. This didn't do that at all. Mm-hmm. It also qu- continuously reverses situations. So the first scene, you see like a black guy through, walking through a nice white neighborhood, and yeah. he's afraid. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like the what exact does he say, opposite uh, of what you would expect in in most movies. Well, right? that's like, what I was, you know how they do a brother down here, <laughs> and that's <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm talking about is how the the fact that this is a horror movie to me is hilarious. Right, right? It, that that. The genre choice itself is a comment on, what, you know, what it is like in this culture for a lot of people. Uh, yeah, horrific to be in the white man's world. <laughs> yeah, right. And and I mean, Hollywood ever hardly ever gives you that perspective, right? Of a of a just straight up black character, not like a black gangster, not like a, um, you know, any of the other stereotypes. It's just like he's the hero. He's a, he's a black guy who's. You know, I think it's too big of a spoiler to say a black guy who survives a horror movie, which is already subversive, right, and and surprising. Um, and it it's it reminds me of because you asked at the beginning of the show what we were watching, and I forgot that I was also watched a bunch of Key and Peele videos, kind of as a preparation for this. And it reminds me of some of their best work, where it's like humorous, not scary in that case, but humorous takes on white and black culture and. Just little things like the throwaway line about we don't go down to the basement because there's black mold down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like a Chekhov's basement at that point, too. But like, it's just like, ah, oh, you know, the, the word games and there's like like, like the Black Ice episode they had. And, and there's a lot of that. There's a great Key and Peele sketch with the uh, alien invasion. Yes, I, I thought of that one, too. Yeah. You can't tell yeah. uh, who's an alien and who's not based just by how you how they look. And so they start asking them, like... You know, would you be okay with dating my daughter or, or whatever? Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, they can tell, and they just oh, that's blow. a great premise. Yeah. It's an excellent. And they sketch. know. Yeah. Or there's another one like that where there's zombies, but the zombies are afraid of them because they're black. <laughs> and like there's zombies in a car, and then they walk by, and the zombies lock the doors. And then another black guy comes in and is like, "Hey guys, come in the come in the backyard and they're having a barbecue." And it's like paradise for black people. That zombie <laughs> invasion came out came out and like kill all the white people. Kevin Sorbo's <laughs> in it for like a second. <laughs> I feel, I feel like every single scene in this is is laced with racial commentary, as you were saying. Absolutely. Like, it, n- nothing is sort of. It's almost like you know, uh, airplane or <laughs> in, I, I don't in a different wanna, way. Yeah. In, in in the jokes per minute sort of way. If you're looking for it that way, it, it's not as corny and brutal. And yeah, shitty, right. It's not slapstick. But it it it's it's never shying away from its premise of always hitting that that tone i did get uh sense sort of uh glimmers of the wickerman yeah yeah uh it reminded me slightly of that i mean there you you said earlier that you you really hadn't seen anything like this before and uh, I'm to, just remembering though the Wickerman, to some, the Wickerman. I'm mispronouncing. Yeah, why are you saying you. It's Wicker, not, the Wickerman? It's the Wickerman. <laughs> it's not a last name. It's the the Wickerman. Uh, uh, Nicholas Cage was in it, and it was a remake of an old movie from the '70s yeah. where there's a weird Gaelic cult. I just don't island. think that it's the, actually filmed in. I, I just don't think the Get Out is um, really that different than a lot of stuff. It's taking a lot of existing trope, like the de- for example, the deer. Hitting the deer at the beginning of the film, uh, as as your sort of very first jump scare, you know, it's a nice little fake out. I've I've seen well, countless I, films that begin with the old, the horror film. You know, you, they hit a deer, dead it, animal. I'm more referring to like the the final. Uh, okay, sure, we can get there. Yeah, like in spoilers. Uh, 
but yeah, I felt like it was a, a sort of a pastiche, if you will, of of a lot of hor- existing horror movie tropes. But I think that was conscious, totally. Right? I mean, I think he's playing with a lot of it. I mean, the classic fifties mind control thing, right? Stepford Wives. It's that's the also kind of there. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. All of these tropes are used to great effect, though, in a very unique way. Yeah, which is and and yeah, the reason the the political racial commentary I think is what makes it unique. Separate, well, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I really want Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins to team up in another movie again. If you guys recall, they were the uh, the two complete idiots running the like mission control center in the cabin in the woods. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Really? Oh, those Which guys were great together. By far the best part of that whole movie is these two guys taking bets I for- on who's going to die I and shit. I forgot about the merman. That, uh, that movie is excellent. Oh, it's amazing. That's a great film. Yeah, and they're sitting on that that uh, golf cart at the beginning, and he's sort of talking, and he's like, are you even listening to me? And then it just goes, it's a cabin in the woods. The logo drops on these two guys in a golf cart. When, uh, uh, when, the, when the one guy tries to jump the dirt bike amazing and he like accordions it's chris hemsworth yeah oh my god i just love oh it's one of those like giggles where you can't control yourself (laughs) the casting here is actually perfect for get out you got Catherine keener as Mm -hmm. this very new agey you know hypnosis lady and she was menacing from the start yeah she's really totally buy it totally buy it as soon as she starts uh like Giving shit to uh, the maid. The maid. It's just they're drinking sweet tea, by the way. So yeah. I, I, I want to talk about a lot of the symbolism of all of the objects in this movie. The the hypnosis is done through a teacup. Yeah. And like China. I think there's a lot of. In, it's there, done with white china. There's something to be said about sort of the ruling class. Mm. Uh, Controlling. A silver spoon Literally. in a cup of, <laughs> a cup of Earl Grey tea. It's pretty amazing. Like a white china cup. I, I, I actually love it. It might be on the nose, but the, the, what it symbolizes um, is, is pretty good, I think. Actually, Catherine, it's Catherine Keener? Yeah. Her being mean to the maid doesn't actually make much sense to me. She's putting on the act, though. She's trying to make it seem like this isn't... I don't want well, to give we, anything we have away. To get the hat, like, we have to talk about that in spoilers. We have to yeah. get there, yeah. yeah. Um, so, essentially, if we, we got ahead of ourselves with this hypnosis thing, I guess. We arrive... Well, we know she's a therapist right from the arrival. Yeah. Chris and his girlfriend going up north for the weekend to meet the parents. Actually, I want to... Right here, I'm just going to dump in. I really appreciated the very wide and long shot of them coming up to the house, mm. getting out, and the greetings all being done. Amazing. Very far away. Mm. We're watching That's, it from the perspective of sort of the the groundskeeper guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was intentional, and yeah, I think Jordan Peele's he's got a good eye. He's doing some good stuff there. Um, I didn't think he did a lot of interesting. I think he was a better writer than he was a director here, though. I don't think there was a lot of. Uh, most of it was bold choices like that. Yeah, but, most of it was pretty standard, but there was a few shots like that one that stood out for me. Um, so when we get to the the estate, some weird fucking teacup hypnosis starts <laughs> happening, and we get to the sunken place, mm-hmm. which again All because he wanted to smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Was it worth it, Chris? Well, that's a thing. People have been hypnotized and have said to yeah, but. Not by people who immediately seem as nefarious as uh, true, but that's uh, another Wickerman's mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mrs. Wickerman. Yeah, Mrs. Wickerman. See, but 
and I, I believe what's in in the story here of the film, but at the same time, I I was under the impression hypnosis only works if, if you, you allow it. it to. Yeah, you have to be a susceptible person to it. I think right. Well, because you, you can, from what I understand, just mentally say, "No, I'm not gonna." <clears throat> yeah, but she makes him vulnerable. Well, I isn't isn't the the. Tr- the conceit of the movie is kind of how how ridiculously easy it is like it's a classic horror movie thing like in real life it isn't right well to me the the hypnosis act and sort of sending black people into this sunken place that looks like straight out of under the skin if you've seen that movie yeah man that's what i thought of too it's awesome um and it's a great way to sort of depict this detached reality. The way that there's like floating like dust. It's cool, man. Oh man, it's so cool. Uh and and to me that that realm was sort of symbolic of I guess like obedience and subservience of like lack of, uh, like, lack of control slavery voiceless. Yeah. Yeah. You, you like you you could imagine perhaps yeah, like for the ride. Like during times like in in slavery people mentally dropping into places like this checking out yeah. to, to get through the horrors that they're facing um so that that again sort of came back to the idea of like the ruling class and control and the, i i kind of like the idea of of the way that i mean it's a terrible idea it's fucking horrible brainwashing's bullshit and the slave trade was terrible but the idea that it was all Maybe, mental side of it yeah like the, the hypnosis the, the the psychological side of it it must have been completely fucked i i, I don't know i thought that was the, the movie almost could have think, gone more into that i think that it was interesting too that they didn't they didn't just symbolize slavery like he and his friend discuss slavery as it's like a, a real thing yeah, like sexual slavery up. but you know and and also the the kind of traditional um black culture reticence to to therapy stuff like that i think peel said that in an interview you know black americans tend to deal with 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 issues through religion and white americans especially like liberal white americans tend to deal with you know hypnosis and therapy and stuff so it was already kind of like an alien mm-hmm. scary thing and he didn't even want it he just wanted a cigarette yeah this was forced on him as well uh so jordan peel is married to chelsea peretti did you guys know that chelsea peretti being She's a comedian. She's on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's got a, she's hilarious. She's very funny. Yeah, she's got she a, is funny. She's got a big pointy nose. Um, she she is really funny. So th- they're married in real life. Um, she's white. If if we have to point out here, because it's relevant. Because I'd like to know what her parents think think of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> about this movie. Uh, but I don't think all the comedy stuff worked for me in this. Do you guys? Did, like like the TSA guy? I, or, I no, he's amazing. Rodney, we're gonna get to Rodney because he's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's one of the better parts of this um, movie. I mean, I think we can get to spoilers here, especially for Rodney. That was the only comedy stuff that I thought was straight comedy. Anything else you could view differently. Like, it could be just so absurd that you laughed at it, or you mm. could just be shaking your head at what was going on. Like so, the fist, like not knowing how to fist I, bump. I, 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 think right. I'm, I think I might have an issue with the lead. I don't know how... Do, did you guys like the lead actor? I don't think he was particularly good here. I, I thought that we could have had a more, maybe, engaging protagonist than I, we had. Well, how do you want to play it, though? Like, I think it, he played it appropriately. Like, if you play it too serious 
or too dramatic than you. Yeah, Th- there was only one scene where I thought he could have done a better job. But, I, I, but I can't really on the, on the humor side. Like, do you want Denzel Washington or Sydney <laughs> no, Poitier? No, Sydney Poitier. No, no, no. Like, well, they're referencing that Sydney Poitier movie too, aren't they? Right? And guess who's coming to dinner? I mean, that's kind of the background yeah. of that too. But uh, I thought I think the one. The, the good thing about his his humorous side is he reacted the way people actually would react it, it, yeah. in horror movies where that's different like people usually do crazy things and that, you know that's what's crazy, crazy. <laughs> yeah yeah that bitches and crazy. like like what the fuck you know that, 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 that's how people that's what we would probably say there right well, and yeah. because the movie is playing it straight yeah you know it, it reminded me a bit of the visit from 2015 i don't know why i got some vibes from the visit m night Shyamalan's. i i know it's blumhouse it's the same studio but you kind of keep expecting something sort of supernatural but you keep getting the realistic yeah they're they're almost like really grounded horror movies mm-hmm. yeah, yeah um yeah because the, the the comedy of the visit was also in the absurd that's so what that's i'm getting at. happening here yeah, too. yeah um i almost wanted some more biting commentary though in this it i felt like they could have gone even more sharply hmm. at stuff than but again, they're they're keeping it on track as a thriller, which is probably the best way to go. Yeah, just well, with breaks here and there. And it it did get pretty like you had to be along for the ride by the time he's in the chair with the TV in front of him. Yeah, right. And we're yeah, opening like, that's up pretty. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. opening up Stephen Root's brain, which I thought was <laughs> d- like disgusting, but f- really fun, kind of funny, yeah, and insane. And then they uh, he's just left in that state. That was a great yeah. mad scientist room. Yeah, uh, definitely like, an awesome operating theater. I definitely thought that looked <laughs> sick, and that was a mad scientist lair for mm-hmm. sure. Um, the, the the reveal of Rose's box of okay yeah. boyfriend photos, I thought was amazing and horrifying. <laughs> but and I have ridiculous. one issue with it. Yeah, so it it was a very dramatic moment. I really liked it, but who opened that door? Yeah, it was. That I be- didn't make sense. I believe she probably was in the middle of the night rummaging through that box. Why the storage area? See, she I left th- the red shoebox there. I thought it might have been the maid. So did I. Yeah, she's trying to like the maid was okay. fighting back. One part of her that's still kind of conscious. Grandma. Yeah, I thought she might have come in and just left something. Give him a clue for him to find. Yeah, because mm, after he he like. What did he say that startles her? And she likes no, 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 no. That's an amazing scene. I'm around. I'm around too many white people. That's a line. Starts to make me nervous. Yeah, she's like no, 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 no. Well, she's quiet first. Yeah. Did you guys feel like this? The the intense close-ups and stuff. I felt maybe just split is too close in my mind. But this, I felt a lot of Shyamalan sort of horror vibes here. Well. I like the intense close-up because it is very intimate. And yeah. when you see things like yeah, just, that, like that breakdown and tears, the rolling tears down rolling cheeks. down a yeah. brightly smiling face, right. it's uh-huh. and I, I it's like, unnerving. Jordan Peele, like, you're getting some decent performances out of your actors here. You did, yeah. like kudos to you. Um, I, I do like the callback to so Bradley Whitford gets fucking stabbed through with the. Well, there's see, it's, but see, the, there's the, the deer antlers because you because you mentioned the deer like that's not a strange thing, but the deer comes back, which was kind of cool. That's right? why in this case it was a decent right. Like there was some payoff to that. Um, and can I comment one one thing about that too, which again related to the the politics? Like when he gets st- stabbed by the deer antlers, an overwhelmingly white audience like 
started clapping and loudly applauding. Like, yeah. They loved that moment. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. I think in each in each of the kills we it had, it was like, yeah, kill him. You know, it was it was um, again subversive, right? There's there's a few moments in this movie where it it is like a visceral audience cheering. Sort Very of, popular, yeah. I, I, did you guys have similar uh, yeah. reactions? Yeah, there, a were, bit? there were a few. I go to small theaters. <laughs> Red, I'm come on. by myself. Uh, there were a few cheers with the bocce ball. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. exactly. There's there's a few moments that really sort of got people like almost out of their seats in a way. Like, and and one of my favorites is the cotton in the ears, which yeah. is very perfectly done with him just sort of picking at the chair. Uh, very subtle. It looks like just a nervous thing that he's doing, and it, it pays off so well. Like, oh, of course, just fucking getting hypnotized. Just plug your damn ears. Yeah. It was kind of like a Scooby Doo like technique. Fun, and, and it would have worked. Um, <laughs> but how did he get it to his ears? That's the one. Because remember, well, he could bend down to bite it. He he bends down. Oh, and puts right. his mouth on the muscle. Yeah, right, only yeah. his ankles and his wrists. That's actually, true. It wasn't, actually he wasn't actually saw it happening. Oh, yeah. like yeah. he's gonna he's gonna put that shit. It's, in it's his really ears. enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he, of course, pretends to be under. Right, you, yeah. you gotta sell it. It's yeah. it's fun. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> <Fame>. <laughs> uh, and and then of course the weird Stephen Root character, who, which he's blind, and then he wants. So let's 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 quickly get into the whole process here. <laughs> what is going on with these white people? <laughs> they the the idea being step one: hypnotize the motherfuckers. To get them to a place where you can then get, get them step two get into the sunken place right. we can control you you but gotta the, the, do the, the pre-op the unless re- you see a flash stage two the real plan is much more horrifying than phase that phase three we're gonna yeah. actually fuck our dumb you know shitty, old wrinkly old, white bodies we're going into the sweet that's why they're grabbing the muscles of yep. all of the dudes at the party they're checking the specimens out which is right out of the slave market, right? I mean, it's fucked. Checking they, out their new ride. They are going to put the consciousness of the rich old white people into the bodies of the young, strong black people. And the idea that they uh, they sort of retain some form of consciousness, that yeah. is such a horrifying thought. Yeah. Being a passenger in your own body. Particularly awful, For the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah. Um, like, what a horrifying idea. Just, you're layered underneath this other brain and personality and and i don't know am i reading too far into this again is is there something to be said about is that the the black being forced to rep, live the white life the rep you know and like, slavery I think and it's pretty pretty on the nose yeah yeah make black crazy. people being forced to live a white it's life it's not a subtle it's, out of their control. <laughs> yeah. it's not subtle but it's terrifying right and for a horror movie yeah. it's it's the idea of this scary horror brain exercise thing you've seen it in a million horror movies yeah but now it has this crazy racial connotation it's it's great it's insane yeah uh i when when you said before you were surprised to hear me say there was nothing like this you're right when you say it is this blend of all these other ideas and i didn't mean it in that way i did mean in the way that he uses these things to combine in and talk about race yeah in a way that i don't think a movie has done it's almost a new genre is it a new subgenre? Is it? It's a combination thriller satire. It's pretty crazy. Is it, is it satire? It uh, is. It has to be, right? Is it though? Well, it's commentary, but I don't know if it's. I don't think satire. it's satire. It, yeah, I would say it's 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 strung up on on the canvas of a horror movie, but it is is pure social commentary. But that's the way you do it, right? Oh, it's, if it's if it had been done straight like a drama, it wouldn't be um, the same. So at the end of this movie, after all the killings. 
Chris is out of there and Rose is a fucking bitch. <laughs> that was a great scene and that's the one I have issue with when everybody seems to be against him except Rose who seems to be on his side. She's looking for the keys. Looking for the keys. Looking Very frustrating looking scene. Looking for the keys over and over and the, he didn't freak out as much as I thought I like I, I wanted him to. As hmm. soon as she's rummaging to me, like, it's just, give me the damn bag. Yeah. Oh, like, as soon yeah, as basically. I saw the lacrosse stick, I knew that uh-huh. the black guy was in trouble. Symbolism. Once again, the whitest sport on earth. Right. Even though it's actually an indigenous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. We took it We from stole them. that shit. <laughs> well, they did, well, they did this well. Actually, I wasn't sure if Rose was on his side or wasn't or was willingly doing it because right. of the hypnosis. So I wasn't sure if she was in on it because she seemed to be the only one on his side, mm-hmm. genuinely. Uh, and then the family would just take all these boyfriends yeah. from her. See, yeah. I was assuming Wickerman, so I was, I was sort of thinking <laughs> she was Wickerman. She <laughs> was evil the whole time. Rose Wickerman. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking that her last name was Wickerman the I whole mean, movie. So I wasn't surprised. But I do want to talk about the. There was one moment that I thought was interesting because of the dread that I felt, mm-hmm. and I wonder if you guys shared when like right near the end she's gut shot and uh the cop car shows up and the sirens right yeah Yeah. and she's going help me help me and i'm thinking fuck the police are here so this is why you should not see movies in an empty theater okay this is why you should not go to park in tilford or or whatever and be the only dude in the theater where people going oh no because in our in our theater when motherfucking rodney Steps no, out. You don't know, but before you know, it's Rodney. Yeah. The, the entire audience, the, yeah. you could hear a pin drop. We, everyone is freaking out because they know that Chris is just going to get blamed. It, it looks for, like he's framed he, for murder. And you've had the cops already in the We're movie. We're fucked. Yeah. He's fucking, you think it's going to be the same cop we saw yeah. earlier, but fucking Rodney steps out. Our theater burst into like yeah. uproarious yeah. applause. And Very I, popular I, moment, yeah. I was one of the leaders of it. I will be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, it was it was a glorious moment, and, and one of the sort of most relieving. Yes, the catharsis. I've had just yeah. the, the sigh of like, oh, thank God, thank Rodney, <laughs> thank God you're here. Yeah, you're you're right though. The like TSA that, that saves the day. The TS, most motherfucking. That's eight. the most tense movie uh, moment in the entire movie yeah. because you know he's made it this far through all of this shit. Right. And it's a cop. And a cop's going to kill him at the end. In a rich white neighborhood. Who's coming to the party. And who would believe what just fucking happened. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Consider shit handled. Oh, man. Mm. Oh, Rodney. Rodney, Rodney. Rodney. Sex slaves. I I, I love the levity that character brings to the film to diffuse the tension a little bit because you need that to make it an effective film. The way that he sits on the line at the end, I'm not going to say it, but... Oh, man. Oh, and, so but just the the scene where he's going to report uh-huh. what's happening... Oh, Am- yeah. Amazing. Very it's funny. so well done. And they bring in like other cops. Like, I had to show you. Three, like, three yeah, black cops. It's just, yeah. yeah. It's an and, excellent character and he plays an excellent... Uh, like, uh, in, in terms of breaking up the really... Well, heavier stuff and, and it's that's almost that is a part of the commentary as well because here's this black guy going to the law enforcement mm-hmm. which isn't going to help him out yeah because he gets laughed at like it, it, so it's commenting on how law enforcement even though all of the officers in there yeah. were black they're still not willing to help him out yeah 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 I, I thought that that was a nice way to sort of pay off also 
uh, why you, you kind of wonder why the hell is he a TSA agent? Why, why would this, does that matter? <laughs> why would it matter that this character is a TSA agent? That clearly has to matter to the plot, right? right. Why would this? They wouldn't just do it for no reason. Uh, and then he just, I'm TS motherfucking A, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. which is a, such a maligned agency in almost every movie, right? It's yeah, I think it's, there's, a, a, it's there's really another nice. purpose here. It's like, listen, people, remember these guys. <laughs> get shit done it's, right. it's actually like vindication like the tsa when right he now, says this is our favorite movie <laughs> is get out yeah <laughs> he starts telling a cop why tsa is smarter because we deal cops. with terrorism yeah, it's yeah. so good right we got, we, we got as much training maybe even more <laughs> like, maybe even more we, you know we're right on the front lines we might know even more than you guys <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it's such a great little aside yeah makes the tsa look like a bunch of heroes Which they hard are to do yeah they are what a what a feat <laughs> Guys, let's give some star ratings, some 10 out of 10s. No. No, I'm not going to give it a 10 out of 10. You can't. But this is a good movie, and I think people should go see it. So, so you're in a 7 range? Um, It's going to be probably a 7.5 from Uncle Red this week. Wow. I really like this. I'm giving it an 8.5. It's not score. quite award material, but I loved everything that it did. Like I was entertained and it was thought provoking. It was see this goddamn movie. Yeah, I wish Split didn't come out a month ago though. It's Split is way better. But they're so different. I know they are. They're I know they're different movies. Graham, it's my first rating, so I'm not afraid to go high. I'm giving it a nine. Yeah, you love nice. this. Thing. I really, really, really love this movie. It just does so many different things together, and it does most of them very well. So you're starting high. You'll you'll figure out how to rate things. I, I, I may have to. You know. well, no, I think nine's a reasonable score for this. It's not a perfect it, movie, but I just it's one of my favorites recently. I sure. the hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What eighty three on Metacritic? Yeah, yeah, those are high numbers. They're not lying. They're not going to stay. They're not going to keep there. You know, there's always going to be a backlash. But people really responded well to this movie. Yeah, and the, for a first, yeah, first film. Uh, let's not forget Jordan Jordan Peele's Twitter, I believe was quite humorous when when he saw the box office for this thing which was 40 million on the weekend for a four and a half million dollar budget wow nicely done uh so his tweet is reads tweet pinches self starts believing the hype head grows too big never makes another movie <laughs> <laughs> well I, I i did think today like how is he going to follow that up that's the only thing right like, it's a pretty amazing start i and these guys have been around it for years they're mad tv yeah. vets right yeah. so yeah uh, they're, they're funny guys but i mean they started with keanu oh but <laughs> i enjoyed keanu <laughs> yeah no i'm not saying it was a bad movie but, but i mean that, this, you know that's the joint efforts let's not forget right. this is his no, own, it's just personal. His own. Yeah. and he always seemed to sort of have the much more like racially and politically charged bits side of it and I, I i think he's maybe the trey parker of the of the crew the brains if the you engine will. the engine that drives it oh i'm uh, sorry i'm just gonna throw this out because we haven't really talked about it the music in this was really good oh, yes, well. it yes. Was. thank yeah. you for bringing like, that up the yeah. african inspired music that's playing in, well in, when they're the driving up and yeah. the use of silence uh -huh. there's it's so effective in the scenes when there is no music and this is when going to a small theater, in fact, was is fantastic because I can always get the center seat and get the best mm. sound. And it is perfect and it's terrifying when yeah. there's nothing you can hear but that spoon scraping the oh, inside of the chair. It's really awesome. Yeah. 
Careful. And that Run Rabbit song is pretty creepy, too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. God. No, it, it, you guys are right. The music does go a long way. Uh, get out. Get out. It's playing get in out. wide. Get out. Get, get out. out. Get out. It's playing a wide release. If you see it, let us know. See it. If you yeah. agree or disagree with our takes, verticalviewing at gmail.com. For real, guys. Seriously, this might not be a movie that was on your radar or, or you right. even heard of, mm-hmm. but go see it. Totally it's a, it is a thriller, so I mean, yeah. it's not for everybody, but it's, a, it's violent in places, but it's not super gruesome. It's it's just the end a little bit. Yeah. It's good though. Yeah, it's good. I mean, there's like if if you can deal with a guy running straight at you and then taking a ninety degree turn, <laughs> yeah. Then... <laughs> yeah, because what would you do if you suddenly had a wicked athletic yeah, body? Like if you were an eighty year old put into of a twenty year old's body, you would right. jog at That's fucking so cool, midnight. but so twisted. Yeah. Uh, that's our review, guys. Next week, we're reviewing Logan. Yes. Cannot wait to see this one. Holy good fucking God. Now, this thing's like 100% on Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes as well. And the advanced reviews, yeah. Fucked. And they, they put the embargo like a week and a half ahead of the release of the movie, which is an extremely good sign. Uh, yeah. When, strong. Strong. When you know, when you're confident in something... You you normally have the embargo way ahead of time like that. So I guess it's sort of news as well that Patrick Stewart said he was open to doing X Men movies after this, but then then he said he then he said he wouldn't. Yeah. Like as well, the yes, as the press tour went on and let's move on, right? Hugh Jackman was just like, no, I'm done. Patrick Stewart, okay, you well, know they what? Do. They held hands and too. cried in Berlin. I'm apparently. done too. I, I think we're done with X Men for a while. I think we should be. We need to take. But a we're break. not. We're not. But we're done. Not, it's not totally done. No. No. The, the no. next, the next X Men like Dark Phoenix movie or whatever is going to be coming out in a year or two. Le- That'll be good. Legion's a good show, man. Uh, Red, where can we find you on the internet? Well, uh, you could find me at Jared underscore Sergeant on Twitter. I'm at Michael R Lind on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm an old-fashioned person. I don't have Twitter. Oh, come on. But I do exist on Facebook. Nice. Okay. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Scott Wilson BC. That's with two L's. Uh, you can also follow the show at Vertical Viewing Podcast on Instagram, at Vertical Viewing. Uh, you're going to verticalviewing.com. You're donating. We hope. We hope. <laughs> we, we thank you if you and do. Yeah, definitely thank you. I mean, it is recommended. If you want to have a little cute little puppy dog lick the pumpkin pie off your ear that we jammed in it every week. Ooh, it's pumpkin pie this time. It is, yeah. We, we mix it up like that uh, to keep you entertained. Yeah, it's, we always imagine what it is. and To keep you on your toes. This time it's in pumpkin. Your, in your ears, on Ver- your toes. <laughs> Vertical Viewing, <laughs> verticalviewing.com. Click that PayPal button. Uh, it helps us offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show, and uh, keeping the lights on. Doing what we do Doing for we you. Do. That yeah. internet pie has to get jammed in your ear every week. All the way. Uh, go to iTunes. That's where we keep it real. You can give us your five-star review. And you can also leave us... I mean, what do you, what do you guys want on the recipe? What did we do off the top here? Did we figure it out? No, we never did. I think we just carried on. I want a quesadilla. That is, that is the real deal. Yeah. What do you put in yours? Uh, what kind of cheese? Do you use cheese? Yeah. Do you have guac? <laughs> do you use chicken? Do you use pork? What... Some How do you build meat? your quesadilla? I believe, crema? Crema? It's supposed to be chicken and Monterey Jack. Avocado? <laughs> do whatever. Yeah. Bacon? That's is this why we're Tex-Mex asking. Is this just 
Max. Well, no, that's why we're asking, right? It can be what any. Do you do? We're, we're not. We're not anything. blocking it to either Mexico or Tex Mexico. Texaco, actually. Texaco. <laughs> that's how you pronounce it. Uh, yeah, no. Tex Mexico. <laughs> go to iTunes. Check out the vertical viewing page. Give us that five star review and a quesadilla recipe. Uh, you can also go to Stitcher. You can find us there. You can find us on Google Play Music. It's dope. Uh, guys, any final thoughts or what? I'm extremely impressed with Jordan Peele's directorial debut. He's yeah, cool, eh? Kudos to him. Just very, very, very worth seeing. Yeah, he is doing a great job. In fact, you know, if you were to chart, if we were to predict his, uh, how good his next film is, and we were to, like, look at what direction the line on that graph travels, we might notice, in fact, that it would move vertically. vertically? <laughs> and what And what would we hope that he does? We would hope that our listeners would do the same. Like, be like the... Whatever be that like, means. Be like, a, be like a bar graph or be like ch- charter or some shit.